This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. And we're back here on the Husker Online show. Sean Callahan, Robin Washett, Nate Klaus, uh, joined now by Grace Harmon in studio. As um, taking her questions in the mailbag, it was great, Robin. First of all, we didn't even get a chance to banter, but it was great to have Matt Abdelmazi on just talking about a number of different things there before uh, we got to the regular show here. Yeah, especially given just how silent it had been since Indianapolis. I mean, there was a lot of stuff that you know people just don't know right now. So uh, he covered a lot of ground over three segments. We probably could have gone like two more at least uh, to get everything that was on our list. That was, that was the first somewhat official interview anyone from the program has given since. Yeah, Fred hasn't talked at all. I mean, he put out a, a tweet on Wednesday, just kind of giving like a statement, but um, you know, he's done no public interviews. And so, um, you know, really, uh, as far as especially our local market, I mean, that's that's the first one since Indy. And Matt wanted to talk. I mean, there were a lot of things like he came to you. He's like, hey, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of things we want to get straight out. Because well, there. there's a lot of, I mean, you know, people are like questioning the roster management and all the turnover and all that stuff. And I think they wanted to kind of get out in front of it a little bit and explain what they're thinking and kind of uh, why they're going about it the way they are. All right. Well, let's move on to the mailbag. Grace, uh, it's great to see you. I know mm-hmm. you are enjoying quarantine life. Uh, yeah, <laughs> enjoying. Yeah. What are you watching? Are you watch, what are you binging these days? I've actually been trying to, okay, a little controversial. I've been trying to read. Ooh, nerd. I, <laughs> I'm just rewatching old shows. I'm rewatching Friday Night Lights right now. Nice. So. Good pick. The, uh, the, the, the sitcom. That's a good show. Yeah, the series. Yeah. The series. I've actually never seen the movie, but really? I've seen the show. Like well, if you're going to read, you should read the book. Okay. The book is better than anything, even the movie, but even the show. Book's really good. Is it based on the movie or is it based on the show? The kind of movie book? is based on the book. Okay, fair. Yeah, the movie's a little, the, the book, the series on TV is a little, little bit yeah, more. Yeah, it doesn't really follow the script okay. at all. It's kind of a, a, a spin off. But uh, if you're wanting to read, uh, read read uh, The Blind Side. Or the, uh, not, yeah, The Blind Side too. That's oh, good that too. One too. That's good. Yeah. Friday Night Lights, though, that, that's, a, that's a dang good read. All right, intern one. <laughs> Let, let's, uh, let's get to the mailbag. What do you have? All right, what's the over under on if Thomas Fedoni commits to the Huskers? I'll let Nate go first on this one. The over under, um, boy, I mean, I, I would probably go with a percentage and I would say a month or two ago, I was, I was, uh, feeling pretty good. Um, I would probably well over 60, 70%. Um, now I'm, I think it's more of a coin flip. I think, I think things may be a little, may have evened out a little bit. Uh, now Nebraska is in the top six, um, and he, out of those top six schools, uh, the only places he's been to is Nebraska and Iowa, both five times each. So, uh, but I, I think you have to kind of worry about Michigan and Notre Dame. Once everything kind of gets back to normal, uh, I think a lot will hinge on how those eventual visits go, but I still like Nebraska's chances here. So Nate, what's the money line? The money line to use proper okay, gambling. Yeah, so terms. I would I would go probably a plus one ninety. Oh, Nebraska. What's Nebraska. I? What's Iowa? Yeah. Um, Who's the favorite? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, boy, this is tough. You guys are put <laughs> putting my handicapping skills uh, to the test. Plus uh, one ninety. That's pretty good. <clears throat> it is pretty good. I, I I would probably say that Iowa is probably a plus two twenty. Uh, as as is uh, as is Notre Dame and Michigan. I, I think Nebraska still has a slight lead. Nice, um, but uh, you know, I, it's it's going to be it's going to be tough. This is not going to be easy. It's not a slam dunk. I'm not I'm not calling for Fedoni to be a commit to Nebraska by the end of May or anything like that. Uh, it's going to play out a little 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 while, and and depending on how you know this whole kind of dead period and, and coronavirus things plays out, 
uh, he could adjust his timeline. You know, he'd originally wanted to make a decision before the, the start of his senior year. And, um, you know, we're getting into where we're in April now. And so, um, you know, I, I think that uh, with, with official visits on the table here right, right now, uh, it could change a lot of what he's thinking going forward. All right. Do you know how many players are still on campus and are they allowed to work out, go to the weight room, any estimations? So the weight rooms um, shut down. I know Nebraska, the, the the week before what was going to be UNL spring break, I was told that Thursday um, they officially closed it down for good. So there was really only about a week where small groups could access the weight room. Um, but as far as players that are still in town, I mean, that number fluctuates. I think now that you know, spring break that week is over and online classes have begun. More and more players have begun to trickle their way back to Lincoln. Um, but you can't, um, you know, newcomers can't really be here. I mean, newcomers were living in student housing, whether it's freshmen that are in their second semester or now the early enrollees. So those are the kids that really don't have much of an option to, to come back because where would they live at this point with student housing? Now, Nebraska continues to provide curbside meals. Um, you saw Dave Ellis and his team. They put a really cool video together uh, with Husker Vision. And, you know, literally the cars drive up and they, they serve the, the food right to their car window and they go at that point. So they're doing what they can. But the online element of academics I mean, kids are listening, uh, and you can attest to this, Grace. I mean, do you know, are students listening to full lectures right now on videos? Yeah, I think a lot of students are having Zoom lectures is what the platform is called. Uh, I was just told by a coworker of mine that uh, they're doing Zoom labs. So they're, they're doing like internet labs, and he said it's horrible, but I mean... They're trying to do what they're trying to well, do. Well, the, the professors mm-hmm. want people to get their credits because you're paying for them. Mm-hmm. And the professors want to get paid. I mean, they're, they're, mm-hmm. they, they've got to teach to to get paid for the semester. So, yeah, it's, it's not an ideal situation uh, for anybody. But um, if I had to put a number on guys in town, I would say probably roughly a third of the players are in Lincoln, if I had to guess right now. All right. So which Big Ten teams does the shutdown hurt the most? I think when you look at who it's hurting – well, Purdue right now has a new defense, so that's not good for Bob Diaco trying to install a brand-new scheme um, with what they're trying to do there. Michigan State, though, and Rutgers, it's got to just be crushing for them right now because uh, Mel Tucker already got on the job late, um, and then all of a sudden this happens a month later. Um, Indiana's strength coaches left to go to Alabama to go work. Um, so think about what that's done. They were they didn't have a strength conditioning coach in place and they had to kind of scramble to put plans together for players. So there are a lot of teams um, that are really struggling with this. I think Nebraska, teams that are established with their cultures in, in year three or four and on, I think that that's where you have an advantage. Yeah, and when you look at it just in a bigger picture and just athletic departments, obviously I don't think the impact has been felt quite as much as if it would if this thing prolongs, obviously, into the fall. I mean, you know, there's a lot of conversation going on about um, what – the, the football season could look like and um, if there are games that are either you know the seasons condensed or um, you know <laughs> worst case they cancel the season entirely uh, and there's no doubt that is would be crippling to schools that are barely kind of operating uh, above water right now like in Illinois or uh, you know like some of those schools that uh, are so reliant on that big 10 network TV money um, if that's off the table I don't know how the, some of those athletic departments are going to function there's going to be some major repercussions from it yeah, from a recruiting perspective, I think 
the teams that helps are, are the ones that are kind of in a, in a hotbed area or, or near a large population base where they've been able to have a lot of their top targets uh, on campus multiple times leading up to this dead period. Um, you know, you mentioned Rutgers as being kind of a – uh, a team that it might hurt as far as the team goes. They've actually been recruiting extremely well right now. They've, they've got 10 commitments, uh, which is second most in the Big Ten right now, um, and, and some pretty good players. So, And I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that they're right there in New Jersey. They've had a lot of those kids on campus already and everything. So, um, you know, Ohio State's killing yeah, it, Yeah, Ohio State, yeah. I mean, that kind of goes without saying. But, yeah, out of any every team in the country right now, Ohio State's probably recruiting at the highest level and has been kind of been able to capitalize on this the most. We, we surveyed everybody in the Big Ten on how they're handling it in one of the stories we did. And I, I kind of was interested in what Penn State's doing. James Franklin has said, hey, this is a challenge. Whoever takes advantage of this dead time better is going to have an edge. And – you know, he kind of challenges team. We need to be better than everybody at home with these workouts. And players are posting videos and kind of motivating guys that, hey, I'm doing this. You better be doing this, too. And I kind of like the approach Penn State took, um, you know, just trying to be more out front saying, hey, you know, this is not a vacation. Um, one of the schools, Indiana, um, with their new staff, they, they, they wanted every player to take pictures of what kind of equipment they have at home. And then they developed nice. per- personal plans uh, for each player <laughs> based on whatever things they had to work out with at home. Smart. Yeah, that's awesome. And I mean, you have to. You have no choice. And um, especially given all the different backgrounds people are currently in right now, I mean, resources are going Equipment's to be. Equipment's expensive, it too. Is. I've tried to buy some. It's extremely expensive. <laughs> uh, yeah. And so, I mean, you got guys that have nothing and are relying on just lifting stuff in their garage or something like that. So, uh, I mean, you got to be as involved as you possibly can if you're a strength coach or a football coach. Okay. Final question, Grace. What do you have? All right. Something non sports related to end with. What's been your go to? takeout restaurant during this whole period momo um we've gone there two fridays in a row and anthony and his get people there phenomenal and and i was i went in there friday to grab it inside and they had over 100 tickets laid out on the on the bar that already came in parker gabriel from journal star told me he ordered from there and it was a 90 minute wait just because that's how many people um were going there they have a, a really really big following and i was glad to see um, just how many people were doing the takeout from there. And, you know, they don't normally do takeout. They're only a dine-in only place. They want you to enjoy the ambiance there. Um, so a lot of people have caught on to Momo, and, and that's been our go-to so far. So my birthday was last Thursday, and I uh, got some Blue Orchid delivered. Love that place. And then uh, hit up my, my boys at Lazari's. Uh, they got some, <laughs> some some fresh pie delivered. Yeah, that so, sounds good. Yeah. Love Lazari's. So That's your spot. Trying to support uh, the local restaurants as much as possible. Yeah, I'd say ours has been, uh, hell yeah, uh, Korean barbecue, uh, which is a really good spot on 33rd and Superior. We've gotten that a couple different times. I hadn't had it for a long time, but uh, kind of gotten back into it. What about you, Grace? Uh, there's this little Thai restaurant near my apartment called Blessing Thai Restaurant. Mm. Super good curry, green curry. It's my go-to. All right. Well, uh, support your local restaurants. It's really important, and hopefully we're out of this here soon because um, you know a lot, of, a lot of places need to be back to normal. But, Grace, thanks for coming in and joining us here today. Yeah, thank you. All right, when we come back, we will uh, close the show with some more recruiting with Nate Klaus. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show.